0: And I was in my truck, I was driving down the M54 and I listened to the album and I got to about track seven and I took the CD out of the thing and I fucked it off out the window and (laughs) I've never listened to the album ever again. Hey, it's kid eh. Tom York, how you doing? <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> rocky like a hurricane. Welcome to the personal jukebox podcast. My name is Simon and I'm joined by everybody's favourite co-host.
1: Mr Stuart Boyd, how you doing? Nobody's favourite co-host.
0: <laughs> Everybody loves it, man. Honestly, Gaz bigged you up. Um, <laughs> you got the Gaz seal of approval. I hope
1: I always big Gaz up, to be fair. <laughs> Thanks, Gaz.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, how you doing?
1: Yeah, good. Try not to spend any money. Yeah,
0: oh Christ, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: Cost of everything.
0: I've just said to you about a potential um, kitchen, oh, like grown-up stuff, potential kitchen yep. purchase, and, shh, I'm going to buy a horse as well. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: can't go out yet. Does yes. Lindsay listen to these? Does Lindsay listen to it? No, of course she doesn't. <laughs> I said to her the other week, I was like, when you're having a bath, instead of listening to, um, I don't know, acoustic chill or something like yeah. that, pop on one of the podcasts.
1: Yeah. I keep asking the wife to listen, listen to these. Saying, so will give it a listen," and she just says, "I oh, hear you go on like that all the time." <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need two I'll hours have a break of it? from it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yes, we're going to be covering Kid A by Radiohead on this episode. Before we get into that, let's get into a couple of these things. I've been keeping this for you. I had an email from somebody. Okay.
1: Um,
0: Jackson from Brandon in Manitoba. Oh yeah. Hello, Jackson. He says, I really like listening to your podcast, especially when Stuart Boyd is a co-host. Oh. I think my musical tastes and his tie up pretty much. And I know he's on my side when I say, fuck Sean Michaels. <laughs> and then he goes into a bit of one. He was like, what's his favourite Radiohead album? Let's not talk about that right now. Okay. Um, what are his thoughts of, what are his thoughts on, oh, he's put Temple, if the dog, but Temple of the dog.
1: Oh, fantastic. Baggin album, definitely. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, Zwan.
1: Billy Corgan's yeah. Side Project. I haven't
0: really listened to a lot of No,
1: that. Nor I, nor mm. I. Uh, what I've heard, Brain Tick Says, Mary Star of the Sea, something like that, which I recall being a good tune, but I'm dusting 20-year mothballs off that one, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Um, and Arcade Fire.
1: Arcade Fire, love that first album. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, a, that's uh, a
0: black spot for me as well, I don't know.
1: Suburbs has its moments, definitely. Yeah. Um, Diminishing Returns. Okay. Really, since then.
0: There we go. You've heard from the man himself. Um, Looking forward to more episodes. Jackson from Brandon, Manitoba.
1: Top man, Jackson. And yes, fuck sure, Michaels
0: (laughs) (laughs) testified. That's Canada, isn't it? Manitoba. Well,
1: (laughs) it it, it, it is indeed. But they know up there.
0: Just everybody in uh, in Canada.
1: Jericho from Winnipeg. Uh,
0: Yeah, isn't that in? That's Manitoba. That's Manitoba, isn't it? Yeah. I'm unsure of Canada because you look at it and it's fucking massive, isn't it? And there's yeah. like loads of places.
1: And for some reason, I thought there were six provinces, but there's actually mm-hmm. loads. There's, I don't know. Yeah. There's provinces and territories and.
0: Yeah, there's ones that are yeah, yeah, here yeah. and like Manitoba. I never would
1: have. Toronto is the cleanest city I've ever been in. Like, oh, is major there? city. Yeah.
0: yeah. Never yeah. been. I'd like to go to Canada. Actually. Definitely. Yeah. yeah Definitely.
1: Yeah. Montreal is a big on big one on my to do list.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, je ne comprends pas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so we've had that email um, Yes, back to what we're doing here today We're looking back at Radiohead again We are We are, their second second appearance on the pod yeah.
1: Third artist to appear three times on the pod Oh, he's a listener, he's a fan <laughs> He's a fan Big fan
0: <laughs> Yeah, they are uh, The last time we covered them was way back at Single digit episodes, I believe Yep And we did OK Computer. We did. This, Kid A, is the follow-up to that. Yeah, whilst doing my research and background stuff on this, I listened to Kid A, I listened to Amnesiac, I listened to In Rainbows, Hail to the Thief. So I did a bit of homework. You've really gone for it? Yeah, I went for it. And I tell you, I may not have liked everything that I've heard, but it was definitely an interesting entertaining listen.
1: Respect, as opposed to respect as artists, musicians, songwriters.
0: Oh well, yeah, obviously. I yeah. we'll we'll get into you know what I think they're going for on all of it, but um, I I'll no, I'm not gonna say what I think was the best so far. We'll we'll yeah. get to that at some point.
1: On my birthday, my um several years ago, my wife came with me to see Anathema, and yes. we yes. came out of the gig, and I I said to her afterwards, "What do you think? What did you think?" And she gave it about five seconds and she said, I can appreciate how they're talented. <laughs> yeah. Which was one step up from um the time I had a spare ticket. Um <laughs> and she was a last minute fill in to come and see Mark Lanagan Oh Rest yeah. in peace, Mark. Yes. Um yes. and her uh, take on the gig as we walked out and I said, What did she think was there were a lot of people with beards there. So <laughs>
0: um, You sound a bit R I P Scott
1: Hall. Definitely, the bad guy.
0: Oh man, that was a bit of a wounder as well, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, poor, yeah. Um, poor Scott.
1: Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.
0: That's it, that's what's been said. Yeah. Um, this album, 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 was released, well it charted on the 14th of October, but all over the internet it says it was released on the 2nd of October. What's the crack there? One what of I... them's rung, on maybe the official chart site is wrong. Who knows?
1: I would go with, I think the second, the earlier date, mm-hmm. just because I've had a, I've kind of um, forerun you, for want of a better phrase, mm-hmm. this time, and just had a little look today mm-hmm. at, because um, I fully expect this. You do the number one album, yeah. and I expected this to be the number one album the week of release. And if memory serves, it was the number one album on the 8th of October. Um, I don't normally do this, but
0: yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I had a minute yeah. of downtime, so yeah. should yes. we go?
1: With, should we go with the second?
0: Yeah, we'll go with that then. Yeah, so yeah, I was going to say the number one album in the UK when this was released was this. Yeah, um, the number two album, which will which we always hit on if not. Hey, Mr. DJ, put a record on. I wanna dance with my baby.
1: Same kind of thing, is it, it's kid? I. Eh? Well, the electronica element, definitely. We're, we're, we're kind of skipping into heads to a handbrake turn. This
0: morning, Bucker sucking a lemon. I should have introduced you as that, shouldn't I? I should have said, he woke up this morning sucking a lemon. Stuart Boy."
1: Well, I did, I did messages this morning, didn't I, about the time for rendezvous, and I said, that'll give you time to put everything in its Ooh. right place. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, Madonna was number two, yeah, 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 we don't need that, do we? Um, Yeah, so this album was the number one album in the UK at the time. The, oh man, right, this gives you a bit of a, because, what are we saying, 2000, the number one single at the time was this.
1: Nice
0: round beach, walking always. right again. I It's got that, you know, the vibe the production on it. <laughs> it's, it's reminiscent, isn't it?
1: I've never heard this before. Have you not? No.
0: All Saints, Black Coffer. Is it? I wouldn't
1: wouldn't have guessed they were still churning out singles as late as 2000, but they did have a comeback, didn't they, of, of some sort, years later.
0: I don't know. I remember Appleton were like, the, the twins were doing stuff.
1: They did solo or collaborative stuff, didn't
0: they? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I think they were just in the game, married, made the money, cracked on. Yeah. <laughs> kind <Go> thing. <laughs> the mother was there saying, There you go, girls. Yeah. Find yourself a lad. <laughs> It'll sort out. <laughs> <laughs> And then we always say, in the US as well, their number one single. It's right in the heartland, isn't it? A bit of Christina Aguilera in 2000.
1: Yeah, that was... Um would that have been she'd just burst onto the scene around that time my timeline's all askew yeah. when it comes to that's
0: got to be first album fair hasn't it
1: yeah because she was how long post Britney was she
0: I think she was right on the heels weren't she yeah. I'm guessing Jeannie um, in the Bottle was the first one wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing I'm guessing baby one more time would come out and then maybe another and then they were like right open the floodgates yeah yeah and
1: dirty would have been 2002 yeah Big, that was like, a yeah. slight
0: reinvention
1: yeah i just uh, just started a new job then and i just remember conversations around the video that <laughs> good time. lord i mm-hmm. think
0: i think there was a lot of red blooded mouths mm-hmm. having conversations yep. in the video the other day. oh yeah <laughs> A nice little bop, actually. <laughs> That's all right to talk over. So, kid, I. Well, there's a lot
1: to say about this, isn't there? I'm very, very interested to get your take on this.
0: There's a lot of... We need to do a bit of groundwork as yep. well on this one. Let me just look at my notes here. Uh, okay, so they'd released OK Computer. It would become this big, massive... Acclaimed, critically yeah. acclaimed
1: album. Universally acclaimed, mm-hmm. more or less. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, critics unanimous. And I think maybe not skipping too far ahead without too many spoilers, but this album, Kid wasn't universally acclaimed. It was a handbrake turn stylistically. Initially, ab- initially mm-hmm. absolutely. And I would say in terms of their fan base, certainly my own kind of journey with this album is that, Okay, Computer and its predecessor, The Benz, had probably bought them a lot of faith in terms of Mm -hmm. maybe sticking with this album, with the seismic shift Mm. in direction that it constituted.
0: This this is a big change. Massive. This is a big, big, big change. Any person who like probably came along at this time and somebody said to them, oh, listen to The Benz by Radiohead, that's a good album. And they went, oh, I like some stuff on there. And then you went, oh, they've got a new album out. Yeah, A eye. I'll give that a listen. Three tracks in, you're thinking, good God, is this the same album? They've, the same run, band?
1: they've run away screaming, haven't they? <laughs> <I? laughs> <Yes. Boar. laughs>
0: do you think there's a bit of, and we'll touch on this, uh, you know, when we did Pearl Jam, how they constantly, constantly thwack away fans and fans yeah. every album for a period. Do you think Radio Tron did that? Or do you think they were just changing what they wanted to do? Or Tom York was changing...
1: There might have been an element of it. For me, two major things kind of contribute to the way this album is holistically, and that's the fact that Tom York has very much talked about how post-OK Computer, he had writer's block. Mm -hmm. So it's very much a patchwork of ideas, this album. And again, a little bit of a spoiler as to my thoughts on it. I think this album, the whole is more than the sum of its parts. There's not a great deal on here that you would stick individually on a playlist.
0: I don't think they wanted it to be listened to
1: like that, did they? Definitely not, definitely not. And I've had an interesting conversation in the last couple of weeks that kind of feeds into that, but I'll maybe save that for later. Mm. And the other element of it maybe was, and I know you don't agree with this Mm -hmm. based on your opinion of OK Computer, but how do you follow that without changing lanes? How do you follow that up with more of the same?
0: mm well yeah, I know exactly what you're saying there, yeah, mm. so going along those lines, he said journalists in anticipating this this album coming out they they expected it to provide more of um like a lots of guitars, Saturday night at Glastonbury, big singers kind of things. Uh, and months before its release, one of the guys in Melody Maker, he wrote an article and he finished it with, if there's one band that promises to return rock to us, it's Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't happen. Like, completely. Like, dead end all the way.
1: Absolute opposite direction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, this, this this album is full on. They went shit or bust on this album with that direction change. It's avant-garde.
0: It, you, you were a fan at the time, weren't you? Yeah, definitely. You were in at the Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. So what were the fans, the real fans, looking on? Did they go with them or did a lot turn away?
1: I would say it's difficult to gauge a majority kind of indicator because yeah. it was kind of early days of internet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there wasn't really any other way than what the music press were telling you to gauge what the consensus was mm-hmm. the music press were probably I'd say 60 to 65% to 40 35% against it mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. so that was the impression that you got there's been a sea change as he said since mm-hmm. in in that consensus and I, I can kind of see why because this album is and as a collective um from how i felt at the time about it to individual tracks um, that have taken even longer to kind of reveal themselves. It is a slow burner. It does reveal itself very slowly. It's slow burner, but right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's probably due to the fact that it was such a dramatic change because the fundamental change, really, when you really, really dig right down into the coalface of this album, is um, the instrumentation. Basically what they... for the most part or for a big part there there are still guitars, there's still bass, there's still manual drums for want of a better phrase Mm -hmm. but when you dig into the songs, into the structure, into the melodies and the rhythms there are still songs in there that lend themselves to traditional rock band setups but they basically discarded the instruments they knew how to play well and picked up some ones that they really didn't.
0: Hey, Down to the bit of where he actually threatened the future of the band.
1: Yeah, I know uh, Ed O'Brien was very... Um, he wanted that album that, you know, the Glastonbury headline, yeah, yeah, the yeah. future of rock, melodic sing-alongs. He was he, all
0: ready to go strike yeah, in and do that. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was what he was all set for. <laughs> Would you say, really, you'll have done a, a bit more reading around...
0: There's so much to read
1: on this album. Yeah, abs- absolutely. so much. I mean, there's, there's a journalist who's actually written a, a whole book on this album. Oh, isn't just there? on this, yeah. Yeah, I think his name's Stephen Hyden, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the album's called... Uh, up, the... Steve? <laughs> hey Steve? Hey, <laughs> Steve. Um, the book, I should say, not the album, is called um, This Isn't Happening. Oh, um, yes,
0: yes, yes, I have. I, yeah, I did see that referenced a lot, actually. Yeah. And it's yeah. all
1: about kind of the cultural landscape before and after this album, how it, um, what led into it and the impact and legacy that the album's left.
0: Um, yeah, as I said, they they put OK Computer out. Um, Tom York was feeling apparently the pressure of promoting and making a new rock album, air quotes. And he went away and he was listening to a lot of electronic, ambient, kraut rock, um, jazz 20th century classical music and wanted to bring all those things apparently into it they used a lot more modular synthesizers um, is it an uh, what, is it an Owen Owen Martin
1: Odnes Martinot. <laughs> Like I'm that, just I'm yeah. saying that yeah. phonetically there's there's a pronunciation there that that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I did I did have a yeah, look yeah, yeah. Um,
0: they used more brass um, strings obviously Radiohead haven't been shy of using strings in the past anyway uh, they use processed sounds samples and loops and they were using it was the turn of the century so they were using Pro Tools yeah. Cubase
1: yeah massively on the vocals Always, like blood.
0: every man and his dog now is on it and if there's one thing straight away that I can give a thumbs up to this record or give it plaudits, it's they were probably one of the first acts and artists and stuff, definitely in a mainstream way, who were embracing that and using that.
1: So, by that rationale, is Tom York responsible for T Pain?
0: Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is Tom York responsible for Mumble Rap? <laughs> is Tom York responsible for SoundCloud? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to send Louis through out to point out, have you seen his new documentaries that he's done? Uh, no. That have no. been on the BBC over the past couple of weeks. Okay. Oh, I play out, he's just three, um, what are they? Oh, one's about bloody um, white supremacists, basically, um, okay. in America. The other one's about like Instagram, mumble rap, SoundCloud, Tattoos on the Face, rappers. Okay. And the third one's about the Me Too movement in porn. No, okay. I haven't watched the third one. I was going to
1: say, I I'll, would I'll, I'll, I'll watch all of those. Yeah,
0: I haven't watched the third one, not just from not having time, but the first two are, are like good watches. He's good, Louis. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like Louis Theroux. I think he does a good job. I think he just comes across as... Um, I think he intentionally comes across as a bit foppish. Yeah. Yeah. To,
1: is to, that it's it's rooted.
0: Yes, I think it is really, yeah. Um definitely when he's like laying down some bars with the uh, with the rappers. Yeah. And he's like okay. giving a bit, yeah. Uh but it's good. It's a good watch and they're quite easy. They're under an hour, aren't they? So it's just yeah. nice to digest, yeah. Yeah. They're
1: an easy watch. Well, Top Boy is back on Netflix now and Better Call Saul's coming back as well, not, so that's I'm, me for a while. I'm
0: not on board with Top Boy. I walked in he was watching oh. that the other day and I was like, no, nah, you know, I don't know.
1: Uh, that's um, good stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so they were using Pro Tools and Cubase. They used a lot of abstract lyrics, um, cutting up phrases and rearranging them for songs, and yeah. um, using them randomly. Apparently, it could have been a double album.
1: Well, it was um, what became Amnesiac was recorded at the same time, eight, wasn't it?
0: Eight months later, was that release something like that?
1: It was within a year, definitely.
0: Yeah. As I said, I gave that a, re- uh, a release. I gave that a listen as well. I would say there's probably more traditional
1: songs
0: on Amnesiac.
1: Well, if you say kind of how deliberate was this direction on uh-huh. this album, you do have to say that in terms of, like you say, um, traditional song structures, yeah. traditional instrumentation and the like, they could have kept an element of the cha- the transition that they went through um, Musically, Mm -hmm. but still kept that anthemic quality, and made an absolute monster of an album by subbing in, uh, you like, a Pyramid Song," "Like Spinning Plates," "You and You and Who's Army."
0: Oh, just like the the start of the album just feels different. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, it just feels different. It just the first couple of songs are more. There's more guitars.
1: They could have made a more palatable album to the rock press and their fan base if they'd have chosen to, based on what came out of those sessions, as we found out eight, ten months later.
0: Yeah, I think Tom York gave an interview and he said, well, you know, we could... Who's going to decide what the good songs are to go on an album? Um, I think they felt these songs on this album were what they were thinking, what they were aiming for at that time. These ones on the, on amnesiac or what we're aiming for on that. Who's to say which one of the better ones are? Well, we can, obviously now, mm. but you know, I suppose that's what is left for people later to decide. Um yeah, I dunno. Bit pretentious there, Tom. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh bless him. He loves it, don't he? So the album, we're saying it was massively anticipated. Uh, anticipated. Uh, they released no singles or music videos, did they, for any of the songs? Even though I can remember seeing Idiotech on the chart show. Was the chart show still a thing then? I definitely on ITV? It. Yeah. Would it have be? been. Oh. It was on something. I can definitely remember seeing. If this is the video where it's just them, I think we spoke about it before, when it's just them in the studio
1: never seen it if it has no. i'm i'm not familiar with any maybe it was just a recording of it era.
0: maybe it was a recording of it because they did um them little what are they like animations didn't they to publicize it have you seen any of those they're in look like, really short
1: yes i know what you mean you know i know what you're what talking about yeah
0: yeah is that where the whole the bear head thing
1: came from yeah. and everything yeah yeah the um that one, yeah. So that's it, for yeah. the listeners, I'm pointing yeah. to the yeah. uh, the Kid A T-shirt that I've worn, yeah. especially yes. <laughs> to wind your host and compare up.
0: His <laughs> purple, his uh, purple Radiohead T-shirt. Mm. Yeah, what is the what,
1: what's the bear man? What's that all about? It's just kind of become their logo, hasn't it? I mean, I'm just. Is I'm, that
0: the logo now as well?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of violating like rule. I'm taking a rule violation to the extreme. Is it you mm. never wear a band's merchandise to the gig? <laughs>
0: <laughs> never wear that band's merch. No, mm. no, 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 no.
1: Wearing that, never no wearing that band's merch to their podcast recording.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate it. I think so. No, I don't think they will. They hate you for it. <laughs> uh, they did few interviews, um, but they were one of the first, one well, of the first acts, I think, who were using the internet to publicise it, promote it, get the word out that this album was coming out.
1: There were a lot of leaks, weren't there?
0: Yeah. Definitely. There was loads of leaks, intentionally so, yeah. 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 Um, they, uh, and they, was this
1: one of the first ones that was um, available um, kind of to purchase as a download?
0: It was definitely made available to stream, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It completely leaked three weeks before the album was coming out. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, I, I have a mental block over when you could actually buy mp3s of music you know what i mean. when when did that happen
1: i was always behind that curve um Mm. quite significantly we've Mm. we've we've talked about my my tape buying really um we've talked about it at length haven't we (laughs) (laughs) persisted into the mid 90s
0: (laughs) what actually was the last do you buy albums still now or do you use a streaming no what was the last album
1: you bought constantly streaming album wise um I was trying it to think of this the other day. Would have had to have been something with um, do kind of DVDs with the soundtrack CD attached count. Mm, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was probably either Let's Play 2 Pearl Jam okay. or Acoustic Skunk and Hansi maybe.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's, do you remember the days of hotly anticipating an album coming out? Oh, definitely. There's a, there's a couple of singles preceded it to whet your appetite, and yeah. then, oh, the album's coming out next yeah. week.
1: And you were there first thing, well, the first time yeah. you could get to a record yeah. shop. And, or or you'd
0: got the money in your pocket.
1: Yeah, yeah on the Monday. Yeah. Or you'd make a point of going in your lunch break. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. you had it to throw on when you got home right away. Definitely,
0: and, I can remember going on my break from B&Q to Woolies in Stowbridge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the same with gig tickets now. You used to have to go to the venue or to the box office <laughs> and queue up <laughs> and get your paper ticket, <laughs> and that's just all gone now. Now you're just clicking refresh, refresh, refresh. The ritual is, is no more.
0: I hate that. It's so just crap shoot. It's just, yep. just, yeah, am I going to get the tickets for, like, um, you know, a hot, a hot gig or something? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> and the prices now are just... They've taken on post-Covid well, even more of a life of their own.
0: They have, haven't they? Yep. They really have since post-Covid. The, the prices have bumped up again. Yep. Um, you know, People have lost money and they're going to claw it back one way or the other. Definitely. Every man's going to pay for it. Um, yeah, we said that the band nearly broke up loads of times whilst recording this. I think Tom especially was a massive driving force behind changing the sound of the band. And it took a lot for the other guys apparently to really get on board and realise that, A, all of them didn't have to be playing on every song. They could make other contributions towards it. And I don't know, that they could not have guitars, you know what I mean? They could have full songs which are just a vocal and what we've said, the loops or the the programmed bits or anything.
1: I think this album is predominantly... Tom and Johnny, isn't it?
0: Well yeah it is. Yeah it is. And it's gotta be it's gotta be hard as a drummer in a band and then someone says, Well, what we're gonna do, we're gonna program beats now on yep. this. And you're thinking you've gotta be thinking to yourself, Well, what are you doing that for? I'm the I'm the I'm the drummer. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing that for?
1: It's like your cash your cashier being placed replaced by your self serve. Check isn't
0: <laughs> yeah. it? it Self service always fuck up, don't they? Every time do they flash up
1: red? Oh, it's a nightmare! Oh, it's a nightmare. I put—I was in Tesco today, and I put my bag on. Brought my own bag. Oh, that—that that adds twenty seconds onto your. Oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah Onto your shoot through while you wait for.
0: Yeah, it's like are you put in your own oh. bag on here? It's like yeah, I'm putting my own bag on. Yeah. wait And it goes now. We're gonna have to check it first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and bags are currency now, aren't they? Bags. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know how many plastic bags I've got in this house? Oh I, I've got you know the big crisp boxes? Yep. I've got two of them up the loft full of carrier bags. Oh god gotcha. yeah,
1: yeah. You have a bag for your <laughs> bags now, don't you?
0: It's... <laughs> yeah. I hate paying for a carrier bag. No, don't do it. God damn. I don't like it. Um, yes, right. Rather than agree to um standard magazine photo shoots for promo pictures and things like that, radio supplied their own publicity photos for it, uh, and they'd had like the faces. They look like aliens. Have you seen any of those? They look like really weird. That had like their um, their eye colours changed and things like that. I
1: remember seeing them in queue. Yeah,
0: yeah. Queue projected them onto the Houses of Parliament. Yep. Yeah. Beforehand, um, and then they printed them onto keyrings, mugs, and mouse mat in an, in an attempt to turn Radiohead back into a product. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if there was a bit of a a pull and push between Mm. the band and the critics when this was coming out. Maybe the critics were wanting, you know, we said from that uh, Melody Maker article, whether they wanted a band or Radiohead to be the band who were going to come and, I don't know, give them shit to write about, basically. Mm.
1: Did they potentially feel, after the critical and commercial success of OK Computer, that they had... a degree of free reign and wanted to test those waters because they've taken that to the nth degree now, haven't they? I mean, their entire catalogue is basically available online for nothing, isn't it, officially?
0: Was this the... Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, on the uh, Radiohead Public Library. It's got... um, Basically, their entire recorded history, bootlegs, live performances, the official versions, um, the film, um, meeting people is easy. That was um, yeah. made as kind of a an accompanying piece to OK Computer. It's all out there for the uh, for the princely sum of no pounds and no pence. Was this the album, or was
0: it a subsequent album that was given away? It
1: was, was it, uh, oh, was it, in, it was either in Rainbows or King of Limbs. I'm 90% sure it was in Rainbows. okay. That they basically put out there and said, uh, was available as a download and said, pay what you want, yeah, pay what pay you what think you it's want. worth.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, I thought that. I, that. I didn't listen to that one on my listen-through, Okay. Actually. So, I, you know, <laughs> I listened to the ones that I um, paid and streamed for. Uh, but no King of Limbs, where's that fit in?
1: Ah, uh, that... Was, that's before that's, Handle to the Thief? No, that is their second to last studio album. Oh, it was is it? Post in Rainbows and Pre Moonshade Pool*, which was the last one.
0: Oh, no, I didn't listen to that neither. So the ones I've listened to are kind of the ones that follow on a this album. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, that works well then. Yeah. yeah, that's all right then. As you said, it divided critics initially. A lot of people classed it as, and man, will I subscribe to this theory or not? Um, that's had pretentious, deliberately obtuse. But then later, what did they give it? Yeah, The Guardian gave it 2 out of 5 on original. Uh, Melody Maker gave it 1.5 out of 5. Enemy 7 out of 10. Rolling Stone gave it 4 out of 5. And Pitchfork oh yeah, gave it 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah? Um, I did love this. This is something that was in the, their original review, not the re one later. Uh, they classed it as ominous, surreal, and impossibly millennial.
1: I can see that. <laughs> I, can, I, I, I can see, without kind of going on a, um, on a diatribe, I was, there's no real, real way to put that in a synopsis. But, yeah, mm. I I get that mm. uh, that millennial tag.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, retrospectively, the album has been re-reviewed you've given it five out of five all music five out of five pitchfork have doubled down on their original review of it
1: was yeah. it the original review by pitchfork that um I can't don't have the exact quote to hand but called them the most important musical act since the beatles um, on the y- basis of kid a yes I think it was was yeah. it the original
0: yes yeah I think yeah. I think it was the original one yeah I definitely saw that on the mm. read because
1: I have to say pitchfork cop for a lot of flack don't they just from all quarters really but fair play to Pitchfork for sticking their neck out there with something as bold as that at the time especially when it was receiving a bit of a kick in from some quarters as we've covered but I know you don't agree with this they got that spot on
0: well as a, as, a, as a counterpoint to that I think if Pitchfork was a was a football team yep. they'd definitely have Radiohead as a sponsor and vice versa <laughs> <laughs>
1: They do love them, don't they? <laughs> yeah, well, they do. Isn't? I think they only gave Amnesiac a nine, didn't they? And did that. Yeah. I didn't look at any of the others, yeah. no.
0: <laughs>
1: it was considered quite the come down.
0: <laughs> Shall we get into a bit of music? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, the album kicks off. What did we leave? What was the last track on OK Computer?
1: It's The Tourist.
0: Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we know what we're coming from from OK Computer. They're still a, they're still a rock band, aren't they? at that time, yeah? Yeah, definitely. They're a rock band, aren't they? Yeah, so the first track is Everything in its Right Place. Beat of album
1: openers, not the most upbeat, <laughs> but one criticism you gave of um, OK Computer, which I didn't entirely disagree with, yeah, and something you could also level at their previous two albums and probably most of their stuff since, really, is Radioheads have always struggled for that iconic album opener. Mm. this is where they nail it. This is their one.
0: Uh, well, I love the sound. Yeah. Yeah, I like the sound. I like yep. the atmospheric and all that kind of thing. Oh, it's
1: dense, claustrophobic, but kind yeah. of warm and fuzzy at yeah, the same time. Yeah, it time. is.
0: I, like the, I actually like the sound. I've yep. spoken on episodes before with, with Neil, how a lot of times on my way to work at five o'clock in the morning, Something I'll listen to more than anything is like um, Smooth Chilled. Yep. And half of the music on there is not like tracks that you know. Yeah, It's just these kind of ambient kind of sound yep. stuff. And this is along those kind of lines.
1: Yeah, definitely. Tom's
0: doing his squall over the top of it and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, the falsettos kind of sets it off in lyrically and it's a recurring theme throughout the whole album. It's simplistic structures Oh, yeah. Lyrically and yeah. repetitive. And that's not something that's... Uh, as well as the music, that's a handbrake turn from where they've come from mm. in terms of mm. like traditional mm. songwriting. Um, rich lyrics. Um, not a lot of repetition. So that's something that's really, really markedly unexpected. I don't think you can't it's hard to overstate how much of a culture shock this album was at the time um
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: this track is not a gentle step into it but there's more stark examples of that um coming up
0: oh i do think it's a, an appetizer it shows yeah what's gonna
1: definitely and the song sounds the repetition it sounds like a state of mind and due to the patchwork nature of everything because it's the whole album is a mishmash of ideas it's
0: like a talking in tongues intro to it Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: absolutely it sounds sounds like a state of mind i mean the whole everything in its right place and that falsetto yearn it's like it's a yearning for something that's unachievable and you know there's there are two colors in my head um, it's it's a basic world view and it's but it's I'm gonna use my favorite word uh, it's juxtaposed with a lot of chaos going on behind it in terms of in terms of the samples and the uh, the electronica that's that kind of builds really really subtly behind it.
0: What do you think is the like mission of this album? What do you think that Tom's going for? Do you think he's just thinking? Um, this is like a, a self-penned letter to myself of how I'm feeling at this time with all stuff. Or do you think it's, oh, we've got all these new Pro Tools Cubase thing, I want to use as much of this as possible and try and make a different kind of music. There's definitely
1: both. there's definitely some of that going on uh, because, like we said, um, the obtuse. And I do, would agree with that deliberately obtuse. Oh,
0: uh, by design, yeah. completely. Completely by design. Yeah, yeah. And
1: like you said earlier... The comparative number of traditional songs on Amnesiac shows that they had that oh they had that, there that as well. subtle change of direction yeah. in their arsenal if they chose to use it.
0: Oh, I think it wouldn't have been as much an immediate turn for the band yep. if they would have done different track listings between the two albums. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have like fitted together like patchwork instead of just being boof.
1: Yeah, it could yeah. it could have been a gradual yeah. transition, and yeah. I could yeah, have eased yeah, yeah. everyone in into a new direction and the way they wanted to go. But it, it's been done on purpose in terms of um, thematically. A lot of it does, or you could interpret it to be around that difficult transition, Tom's writer's block, mm-hmm. um, the whole. Yesterday I woke up sucking a lemon, the <laughs> refrain in this. Yeah. That's been attributed to kind of his state of mind in trying to follow up um, OK Computer and struggling to come up with new material. But there's, if you look online, there's so many interpretations of this floating around. One of them is a, potentially it's a concept album and that Kid A is like the first clone, isn't it? The first human clone.
0: You definitely get that kind of... Um... You know, like the, the Space Odyssey, or that like slightly—I I believe you use it—dystopian,
1: futuristic. Yep. yep, absolutely. I,
0: I think like radiohead love that kind of thing anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. And there was a massive um, undercurrent of commentary on prominence of technology in mm-hmm. OK Computer. Mm-hmm. And if this album is the next step, that cloning is the next step. I don't personally see a lot of that yeah, thematically yeah. running through that album, but yeah. that's that's something that's out there.
0: Okay. Apparently he wrote that song after a gig in Birmingham when he felt like particularly burnt out. Stop clicking. <laughs> Bur- burnt out. Help feeling helpless and victimised with the with the stress of writing the follow up. Yeah. And yeah, did that woke up sucking on a lemon and just yeah, wrote this song. he wrote all the songs didn't he, on piano and everything first, is that right? Or all-, all the stuff he did.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of it's been done. Sort of stripped back acoustically. Um, there's a track on this album that where there's no guitars in, or at least no prominent guitars in the mix whatsoever. That I heard a a bootleg demo of long before this album came out. Yeah. That was done with Tom and an acoustic guitar, and I think we we see a lot of that again. The instrumentation is a deliberate choice because even with the next track, which um, it takes a long time and a lot of listens to get there. You can hear a traditional two guitars, bass, drum kit, track in there. Mm. So
0: This first track, everything in its right place. They obviously play this live lots. Lots, yeah. How does this like come across live? You know, we it's said, epic. is it? Yeah. This is the thing because yeah. you know how we said about um I can't remember who it was we were talking about in a previous episode, and we said, Oh, if you go and watch them and you're thinking
1: was it The Verve with Bit of Sweet Symphony? It was
0: on that episode, yeah, but yeah. I can't remember who we were talking about. And it was like, if you go, what do you do at this point in a gig? In in at a Radiohead gig, yep. when everything in its right place comes on. Yep. Then there's no right or wrong answer to this. What's everyone doing? Just soaking it in, kind of thing.
1: I think for most of the gig, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've seen them once. Mm. They played this. Mm. Got a big pop. Oh Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Because another thing as well, it's a song, but it literally is like a song that can be in, feed in, feed out at any point. You know what I mean? It could carry on forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no
1: discernible beginning, middle or end, is there? There's no bridge. It doesn't kind of come down, come back up. Yeah. No crescendo.
0: And and more importantly, I liked it. I would say, for, for me, that's one of your... You, one are your top three on the album?
1: In terms of in terms of standalone tracks,
0: top three, top four on the album. Um, album. And for God, radio they'd hate, it, hate us saying that, wouldn't they? Oh, this is my favourite. <laughs> didn't didn't they? When they were playing it to critics, they wouldn't play individual tracks. It was like you listen to it one to ten, then that's it.
1: Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think I mentioned it earlier that. The al- I'll say it again. The album is more than the sum of its parts. Its constituent parts don't stand alone particularly well. This is one of the exceptions. I mean, I've scribbled down. Mm. Um, I've scribbled down a one, two, three. If pushed, and yeah, this track is on there. But okay. more in terms of uh, those three tracks, I've gone with that. Would you put on a playlist to listen in isolation?
0: Uh, so I like think that's the thing. You, you see, you're a massive Radiohead fan, and I thought yep. this more more prominently on a certain track on this album. Yep. And I thought, if you're driving along, because I've listened to this probably more than any other albums that I've covered before, just to, to get it in there. I remember you saying yep. you put, put the effort it. in, yep. yeah, keep listening. If you're driving along, what what mood does it put you in? This album, what does it put you in? What 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 are you thinking?
1: I suppose having absorbed the album before I could ever drive. Mm -hmm. I know it, so you can kind of let it wash over you. You don't need to pay attention. But there are instances later in the album where there are separate tracks Uh that if you weren't consciously paying attention or you weren't already aware... You'd think you were in the middle of like a twelve-minute prog rock epic.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, there are. <all. laughs>
1: because they blend very seamlessly, and the sequencing on this whole thing is very deliberate. But yes, particularly in the second half of the album, it's one of the things that binds it together and makes it work as a collective, as opposed to a bunch of individual tracks. The second track. Is it a title track, Kid I? Oh,
0: it's um. I found this one pretty hard going. I thought you might. Yeah, I did find this one pretty hard going. Um, once again, they're running the gamut of uh, the sounds, the ambient sounds, and the the vocal didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Not, I wasn't really on board and I, I man I, I struggle to see how they play this one live as well
1: which they do yeah I know yeah. yeah yeah they really ramp up that sharp left term with this one they go full oh, in
0: oh they do yeah um, if this was what, one of those episodes where it was like thumbs up thumbs down this would be my my first thumbs down even on repeated listening we'll, we'll have a bit of this uh, i step to the little one uh... second track, but this is the first sign, as me, of not being a, a mega, mega, super radio head fan, where I'm thinking, is this album a bag of magic beans?
1: In what way? Explain.
0: In like, you know, i am I being sold a bill of goods with this album? Okay. Yeah? You know what I mean? That, that's, that's what I was thinking when I when I first listened to it, first listen round. I was like, okay, what's going on here? But yeah, I'm... Is it a third analogy? Is it the Emperor's New Clothes? Is everybody walking around now in the Emperor's New Clothes in Pitchfork um, offices?
1: Well, I know um, a lot of the feeling around this from the the rock crowd was very much like that it was... They were treading on new ground, weren't they, that had never been Mm. trodden before, which Mm. anybody who'd heard Apex Twin or DJ Shadow, for example, could tell you.
0: Yes, that was one they, criticism. They, they haven't saw.
1: reinvented the wheel here, have they? Yeah, I? I
0: did see that criticism, actually, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people who were given that, weren't they?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's, there's, this track in particular has got an Aphex Twin-esque uh, ambience to it. It's more of an artistic statement than a song.
0: Love this it, sound coming in. Yeah,
1: it's a re This one, more than any other, is... This is the slowest grower, and... If I said it took me years, plural, mm-hmm. to appreciate this track, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be exaggerating. Yeah. Part of my note says, as a standalone track, it's not really happening. And a line that of scribbled down is, I bet you hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd say um, top two least favourite on the album, former. Yeah.
1: And I'd probably go with that as well. Mm. Not yeah. to say that I don't like it now. Yeah. Um I can imagine it's soundtracking an episode of Black Mirror, maybe.
0: Oh yeah, goddamn! Have you watched a lot of that? I've yeah, only, I've yeah. only watched about, about probably only about four episodes. Really? Yeah, there's... it's something that I, I started watching, then forgot, and you got into something else. And I but you can, you can go back yeah. and dip
1: back in, and you don't need to watch them in order. And oh, and definitely, stuff, yeah. definitely. If I can recommend one episode, there's an yeah. episode episode called San Generipo, yeah, which is about season three or four. Yeah. That's worth an hour of anybody's time.
0: It, it's something, yeah. It's you. you always feel a bit um, uncomfortable. You know what I mean. Boy design. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Like yeah. Twilight totally like Zone for the millennia.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but the track Kid A, again, there's there is a melody in there. You have oh, to work is, to find there it. There is a
0: melody. Yeah.
1: It's like, um, for example, um, the uh, the Gent Band Mashuga. I don't know if you're f- you're mm-hmm. familiar with them. Yeah. But yeah. it's like. They have there. There is a groove to their music, but it's not in the bass; mm-hmm. it's in the cymbal. So it's not what you've become conditioned okay. to uh, to finding. So yeah, yeah. There's no guitars in in this song, but once you've kind of got over that initial kind of nonplussed reaction to this, and okay, what mm-hmm. is this? And particularly coming from the bends to OK Computer to no this, high and dry, is it? it's no high and dry. Um, <laughs> But there is you could play this track with the guitar. Oh, yeah, it, it's it's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You could play anything. You've
1: yeah. just got they make you work to find it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, they goddamn they do. The next track, track three, and you're thinking to yourself, what the hell? Have I stumbled upon here?" And then some guitars pop up, don't they?
1: They kind of reward you for sticking with them, don't they? The old fans
0: yeah we can talk for a bit here because yeah. this um <laughs> this this goes um
1: have you ever seen the jules holland performance of this no oh, it's an all-timer
0: oh is it yeah oh yeah okay i'll give that I'll, i will give it a watch definitely um first listen through yep. you can imagine this is the first one that you think oh there's, there's a song there's radio yeah Hub. there's yep. radio yeah the radio editor on this album um but the whole band as well
1: and on the subject of all timers as a hook as a bass hook the bass mm. line on this is oh, an it's absolute super simple. it's super yeah. simple
0: and yeah it works yeah. it's um it's Tom's still his vocal is very I don't know it's Tom York he's a Tom York vocal in it you know it's
1: you know what you're getting with Tom you, don't you
0: don't know it? what you're getting yeah um, but yeah it's like an actual band listen to them they're yep. all there and they're all doing the bits and pieces is this where we come in I thought it was actually.
1: I was listening to this um, today mm. and had the window open because it's been a nice day. Oh, um, So yeah, we actually got the window open for the first time in six months. So going down the 449, all I was getting um, was this the cymbal and the hi-hat. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm losing the vocal in the mix. <laughs> but then the vocal came in and I thought exactly the same. It, it does take a, a little bit longer than you think to kick in
0: yeah so I thought you was going to say so there I was it was a sunny day I'd got the windows down and all I got was girls fucking pulling their tits and going oh I ran your head
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the other part about it being a nice day um, we're, we're, we're out and about and um, from another car you hear the bass mm-hmm. and you're like, oh here, here we go the usual brigade of Pumping it out at an ungodly volume, and it was Sean Paul.
0: Sean Paul.
1: Oh, so yeah, that put me <laughs> in a bad mood. And then, about three minutes later, I pulled into a car park, and there was someone sitting, windows down, music up. I thought, "Here's another one," and it was a Magic Carpet Ride, Steppenwolf. And oh, I was okay. like, "Oh, get in!" <laughs> so it, it just kind of sto- shows that um, that snobbery inf- infiltrates just how. Angry or otherwise you get with people you don't know.
0: I particularly noticed it's actually probably been a weekend day that, yeah, it was. Windows down, systems up. Yep. Yeah. Suns out, guns out. Now, the song still, though, is just the same thing, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. It's kind of well, half a song and half a descent into free jazz, I mean, free-form jazz, isn't yeah.
0: it? Isn't that obviously, this is where you've got your brass, and um, yeah. it was a certain orchestra. I've forgotten on which one it was. Mm. Um, We'll say the Warsaw Philharmonic Orchestra. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, And apparently the band told them, we want it to sound like traffic. Yeah. Like just loud things, just just noise, basically, a, a, mm. a racket and just yeah. different things.
1: Which a lot of freeform jazz is, which I've tried really hard to get on board with, and there was a spell when I was there. Yes. But I've got to say, I
0: imagine you've got to invest there.
1: There is no instrument, when played at a particular pitch, and it's a high pitch that goes right through me like a saxophone.
0: Okay, yeah. A
1: High pitch saxophone, it just sets my teeth on edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I can't get on with it. I'm not
0: the biggest fan of brass.
1: All mm. in all, yeah. really.
0: Yeah, I mean, a scar. It's just, it's a turn off for me. Yeah, mm. and. Uh, it works better than this, <laughs> than this it does like
1: that. although that said I think there is a really massive epic anthem here that they don't an unrealised an unrealised good word for it that they don't quite get because of that descent into into the chaos I think But again, later on yeah it, it's that, is that intentional is that a statement in terms of oh things on purpose yeah Mm. But also thematically in terms of the title the national anthem you know the everyone is so near so it's it, it's a bit i interpret that as kind of agrophobic yeah there's the uh, everyone has got the fear um so is that like fear culture cultivated by the media uh-huh. this was 2000 so was that written around kind of the y2k hysteria but then I was kind of thinking about this and okay. thinking this is pre-911. Pre-recession and austerity. What did we used to gripe about? Yeah, Especially funny. when you look at like the last kind of five, six years and everything that's happened. The guy I go hiking with attributes everything that's gone on in the world, the UK, for yeah. the last five or six years to the um, the Hadron Collider okay. kicking off. <laughs> I, yeah. I attribute it to Leicester winning the league. <laughs> Everything
0: 2016 has... was a very strange year. Everything's <laughs> gone to pot
1: since Leicester won the league.
0: <laughs> against, was it like Tottenham and Arsenal who were like the other contenders that year? Yeah,
1: Tottenham managed to finish third in a two-horse race. Yeah, that's they?
0: right. But yeah, what, what did we moan about in the 90s? I don't think I moaned about anything. There was nothing you?
1: to moan about, but was it? That's what the noise is. was. Um... We peaked.
0: Yeah, do you think that's what it was?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's got to be.
0: Yeah. Talking of being sold some magic beans.
1: Yeah, we were worried about, you know, would our computers take the first two digits of the year changing?
0: There was no social media in the nineties neither, was there? No. There wasn't, was there? No. At all.
1: When did MySpace hit?
0: Oh MySpace. Um I don't know. I don't know. Um we'll have one more before the break. Track four. How to disappear completely. Once again, you could class this as, um, this is probably the track most on this album, which I think could have sat on okay computer.
1: I think there are two, this one and the one that f- sits the other side of the next track. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've got exactly the same thing here. Um,
0: it's another slow burner.
1: It's, it's massively disconnected. We talked on the Verve episode. About, um, we gave the Drugs Don't Work a, a, a bit of praise, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We liked that. The existentialism there, that existentialism in this song is ramped up to the nth degree. It's more desolate, it's more disconnect, disconnected. Yes. It's the sound of exhaustion.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that's kind of what, what. That's the thing that Tom York kind of excels at, that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: massively. Yeah. Massively. And. I would really argue nowhere better than here. This, for me, if you want to put up a top ten, top five Radiohead individual tracks, this is this is there. This uh, is okay. top five.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's this is the kind of thing that could sit with you. You find Plastic Tree is... definitely. Yeah, you know your slower ones that we've said. Mm. Um,
1: if I played an acoustic set, this would be on the set list.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like this one.
1: Yeah, it manages to build to a crescendo, despite its like real, real subtlety. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want anyone's delivery, but Tom's on this, really.
0: He, work, he really works on this. It does. Oh, no, there's probably not a vocalist out there that I've given more shaft than Tom York, because I just... I don't know. It's just... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't get on with a lot of his stuff. But his... His thing... I'm searching for a word there. But his thing... His
1: je ne sais quoi. Is His
0: certain je ne sais quoi. He's like you know, on the money. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. is.
1: is, is. And I think the strings on this are so sparse as well, but they're there and they're the texture rather than the driving force. And if this album as a whole did one thing for me with the electronic elements prior to this album, we've talked about your Apex twins, your DJ shadows. Mm. They were didn't enter my sphere at all. I may have heard the names, but wouldn't be Mm. able to kind of give you any kind of insult in sight even mm-hmm. <laughs> but i may have insulted them because it came from um a genre of music that i would um that i would write off anything that's got that had that electronic oh, element yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to this this fucking, kind of fucking ravers absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but this album kind of opened my mind to um electronica being used in music to add texture And um, to add the feels, for Mm. want of a better phrase. Still to this day, where it's the primary source of melody, I find it massively cheesy. And where it's the primary source of rhythm, I tend to find it inauthentic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I get what you're saying.
1: But in terms of those artists, and maybe your ortecas or your burials, it gave me the impetus to give them a go and appreciate if not enjoy them
0: yeah I mean looking at this as we said through the prism of 2000 yeah so I think I was a mile away from listening to anything like this at that time oh yeah like a mile away yeah yeah Um, and I definitely had, I haven't listened to this album completely until the last six months okay yeah like at all well the last three months Yeah. yeah um But yeah, I dunno. This is a more traditionally sounding radio song. I get all the stuff you're saying there about the electronic and this is this is a bit of a uh, something that sits apart because it has got more of a traditional I can I can imagine this being in a soundtrack. Definitely somebody riding down some big road and yep. yeah, this is playing in the background. Yeah,
1: Foggy highway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Credits Fog- are about to roll.
0: Yeah, 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 foggy highway, or a bit of um a bit of a finding oneself moment. Yeah, is uh, it in a film? I'm sure it's in yeah, a film, f- man. If not, then so it's, that it's absolutely yeah. ripe to yeah. be.
1: Yeah. It's profound, and yeah, it's awesome.
0: Good song. I'll um, I'll actually give it that one. Uh, well, I wonder if you guys are liking it so far. What we had four tracks.
1: Yeah, yep. we, had, we, had, we, four we deep. had four
0: tracks. I, you know, I 75 of them. I can, I can, I can see the see the. The good him
1: Yeah. Okay. I want yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's about to change. I think it
0: might. Um, right, we'll be back in a second anyway. Don't forget you can contact the show directly, jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Facebook, search for personal jukebox podcast, on Instagram, we're also at jukeboxpod, and leave us a review. Help a brother out, help the algorithms, yo! Two of uh, the personal jukebox podcast on Radiohead's Kid eye album. We had a little bright there, talking about the haves and haves-nots and the goods and the bads of uh, lower league football.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I've <laughs> given a, a certain club who will remain nameless <laughs> an absolute kicking.
0: <laughs> a proper battering around the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, first part of Kid eye Obviously, you're liking it, Mr. Stuart Boyd. I am. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking all right. Now, we'll get straight into it with track five. um, And it's a bit of a... I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one, really, isn't
1: it? It's an ambient interlude, isn't it?
0: I did see that... um, Oh, I can't remember who it was from the band there. They said that it provided a like a piece of music between what could be side a and side b
1: yeah transition yeah i kind of got that the only Mm. real thing i can say about this track is is its purpose to divvy up the two songs on this album that would probably sit comfortably in OK computer just so you don't get too comfortable
0: I don't know, man. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit of on a ten-track album. I think it's a bit rude to have this as a as a full track.
1: It does feel unnecessary. Mm. They could have got a again if they were going for a palatable album. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna. Del- that's not doesn't deliberately set out to turn people off. Then there's plenty from the same sessions that's that's on Amnesiac that they could have subbed in here and not drawn the album out beyond its welcome.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, this is called Tree Fingers. It reminds me of, um, it reminds me of a, a spaceship yeah. looking out into space into the big nothing. You ever seen the film? Is it Sunlight? Is it the Danny Boyle? The Danny
1: Boyle no. one, no. No.
0: It reminds me of the stuff that's always playing in the background of that kind of film.
1: It just kinda reminds me of maybe sitting on a level leather sofa in a well being centre with a joystick burning in the corner. Yes.
0: Yeah. Just about to have a massage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some uh maybe some water dripping over some rocks in the corner. <laughs> it's not necessary, is it?
0: No, it's not. No, it's not at all. Definitely. this is the next track Optimistic um, this is a track coming out of there out of the, the musical interlude bit where I thought oh, we're going to uh, this is going to be a bit of a track but I think it's it, it doesn't deliver for me
1: that's interesting because I had this potentially pegged as your favourite
0: okay okay mm. I, I don't think it We've had a, a lot of songs on albums, haven't we, that feel don't pay off the thing. Yeah. And I think this is constantly threatening to to break out, to do something, okay. but it doesn't. Maybe it is. Or maybe I'm optimistic that this is going to be. Yeah. But it doesn't.
1: Right. So kind of none of the, um, none of the lyrical hooks really resonate with you? Um,
0: yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, I wouldn't class them as hooks. Mm. Yeah.
1: Not the the refrain of the try your best you can, your best Ugh. is good enough. Yeah. And the uh, kind of, well, the one, the big fish big fish eat the little ones and the not my problem, it's one of two aspects of this song thematically that I think are quite meta in the context of the album. Because kind of lyrically it's around kind of relinquishing control, striving for an unattainable perfection really so striving for maybe dare i say everything in its right place okay, okay so okay, okay. as an overarching thing it's open to interpretation and again it kind of gives me those concept album vibes in terms of structure and lyrical variety really because there's a lot of repetition and mantras uh, throughout it it's the most traditional kind of track in there that would even dare I say fit on uh, the Benz without too much argument
0: mm, maybe yeah.
1: and I, I really like again it's understated there's a lot of things on the album are but the bass in the intro and the first verse Um, Colin Greenwood he doesn't feature in this album massively no. but when he does he knocks it out of the park His his it, contribution to this album can't be understated he does
0: I mean it is very simplistic though isn't it it is. We're like Chris Novoselic levels of Yeah, of, of simple bass. There's
1: there's nothing complex going on there. There's nothing well, like that um uh, no. that, that John Moyung from Dream Theatre, for example, couldn't <laughs> knock out in REM sleep, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but by the same token, it is a traditional simple song along with How to Disappear if this album has one. And I think it stands alone well on its own merits. That said, I love the transition from this song into the next one. And I do think they enhance—they serve to enhance each other. This is one you mentioned, Driving. When you're driving, you could miss the transition from one song into the next and think you're in the middle of a big cohesive piece. Okay, I think I'll, they complement each other really well.
0: I'll, try, I'll get that transition That's when, when we get there. Uh, this is something which I spoke to you on the Verve episode. They were the kind of one of the first bands in my musical listening who did that kind of the same thing going on a lot of bits with symphonies, just the same going on. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we said about just the same thing looping, looping around. Radiohead right like just fucking you know, will just do that all the way through. This really the whole so, the whole um, album. Is literally that, isn't it? We're picking a beat, we're picking a thing, and we just that's what we're following all the way through.
1: I think in individual songs, there's a dearth of peaks and valleys. Mm. Um, there's the occasional kind of build to a crescendo, they tend to be understated when they come, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I would say that's that's a fair observation. I was going to say criticism, but is it really a criticism? No,
0: that's not a criticism, that's an observation. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not saying that because at the time. Yeah, I would have criticized Axe for doing that. but I think it's become way 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 more commonplace. Yeah and if we're saying that, pardon me, this is this is what the first one of those kind of albums which is using I don't know what we were saying, the more electronic uh, stroke traditional rock band fusion. Yep. Yeah, then, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of lost in I don't really know where I sit or where I think on that. And I'll be honest, I don't know where I sit. I'm on the album 100% completely okay. as well.
1: Would you say maybe you've become retrospectively conditioned to that kind of feel, that no peaks and valleys, that um, melodial rhythm on a loop with no deviation? And then if you apply that in reverse maybe this album laid the groundwork for that retrospective conditioning. Now, I think, uh, once again... Does that again, make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Once again, I've been up, like, listening to you know Smooth Chill. Yeah. And four or five years ago, I probably wouldn't have done. And then listening to that and then having an album come along like this, which literally all of these songs could, could be played on that radio station. Yeah. They, well, the majority of them could be played on that radio station. For me, I think if you're going to go that, you need to double down on it, and these songs need to be like double the length. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You, you really need to go for it if you're going to do it. Um,
1: well, that was one <laughs> thing that kind of caught me a little off guard, having come back to this album for the purposes of this podcast, having not really listened to it for a few years. How short it is. How short it is, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, it caught me off guard. I was prepared for it, and in my mind's eye, it was... A lot longer than it is. 47 minutes? Yeah. It's quite succinct.
0: And really, those 47 minutes, if you take off... Um, Taking three fingers. Three out. fingers. Uh, untitled. I don't count that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, if you take off both of those... yeah. Are would... you
1: losing the total track?
0: Uh, well, I'm just saying if you take them off because they're not like song song yeah fully realised we're uh, way under 45 minutes yep. there way under yep. very respectful of that time yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, uh, oh man! I didn't get that transition uh, yeah okay oh. <sighs> I'll be honest with you the album's it, it, its fingers are like holding onto the cliff.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um it's like going, Oh my god, I'm gonna I might drop it. away oh, way, 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 Prefer the first half of the album. Really?
1: Yeah. We we massively differ on that. <laughs> um the, the first half ho- everything in its right place, the first half of National Anthem and How to Disappear Completely. Yeah. They're, they're not your big hooks, because I don't think you can call them big hooks, but they are the standout individual moments. Mm-hmm. But cohesively, I think the back end of this album flows a lot better from optimistic through to the last track, really. I think it just flows in a way... that don't really have the vocabulary to describe, no, I think but it, it just floats. feels like it belongs. I think it flows.
0: Definitely, they all, all these songs, um, they sit side by side. and and uh, as part of a a big thing, as part of an album.
1: Yeah,
0: I, it works. You yeah. know what I mean? It does. Yeah.
1: But this track in Limbo, it's got a, uh, it's got a celestial feel to it, but not in the traditional sense. It's not a song in the traditional sense. It feels like the way it flows from Optimistic. It feels like an epitaph to it.
0: It's a short one as well. This it is. So what is barely three minutes, isn't it? Really, this one. Has he lost his way on this album? Has he lost his way on
1: songwriting? Well, I th- to, <laughs> to me, that's an interpretable line. It's it.
0: Now, could it's, it, it, it's, it it's it's relatable. You think you meant that?
1: Well, given the whole
0: writer's block, thing. given
1: the creative process, it. It may have, yeah. You know it may, I mean, have had, yeah. may have had its roots in that, definitely. You, I, I don't think you can write that off really with with any track, bar one or two, that they're born out of that. Because, again, I keep going back to the phrase patchwork, but it does feel like some tracks, um, and if some people were to see this as a negative, I wouldn't really argue with it, that some tracks are a patchwork of ideas and don't really flow logically or flow as you'd expect.
0: I think um, reading online, the lyrics definitely are made up like that. Yep. They've just cut and pasted lots of bits and pieces together. Um, I don't know, I just think for a lot of the songs, they've, I don't want to say stumbled across, but just put some kind of melody together and then wrote it out like for for the whole track. Yeah, The latter half, for me, the latter half of the album, I think it does lose its way a little bit. And uh, you know, any Radiohead fan will say, with the with the next song coming up, yeah. the acclaim which this song has got, the next track. Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. I really, really don't get it. Um, on on, and this is no significance of great songs, but you know, on Apple Music, the most listened to songs will always have a little star next to them, won't they? They do. Yeah. Like, this album's got three. It's got the national anthem. Everything in its right place, and this next track, okay, Idiotic. Um This was the this was the only song that I was super super familiar with before this before listening to it properly. The track that Rolling Stone placed as. Us- Number 48 in its top 500 songs of all time. Really? The track that Pitchfork rate, rated the eighth best song of the decade. Oh no, that's not this song, sorry. That's this song. <laughs> this song. I thought that sounded different. <laughs> 2000, and this was the only song that I heard. I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess I'm not listening to Radiohead anymore. Okay, then that was it until three months ago.
1: This is the one, other than the title track, this is the one that they're really leaning to the electrics, full blown, isn't it? The electronic element.
0: Oh, the the bands that you've mentioned or the artists yeah. you've mentioned before, this is the most reminiscent of those. Definitely, completely. definitely.
1: you were talking about driving, and I've had this album on this week, mm. and I was driving then the uh, Stairbridge to Kidderminster road um, the other day, and this track kicked in, and you know your mind wanders, or you just you have little I don't know mental Tourettes, I suppose. Yeah. But just with that beat in the intro, I don't know why, and I'd never thought of this before, but. Um, My brain just kicked into, again, an extra bit of intense percussion, and people are going to be throwing things at their device when I say this, but I just heard, fuck the pain away by peaches. (laughs) Okay,
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, there might be people who agree, or there might be people who disagree. There'll
1: be (laughs) penny numbers if they do, but I I, I don't know, maybe that's some insight into the way my brain works. (laughs) Maybe ah. that's a testament to too much caffeine.
0: Um, yeah, have my who
1: knows. <laughs>
0: um, a, a track built on samples of what are they?
1: There's there's a very small sample of a, a track called uh, Would you pronounce it Milton Lease by that's a guy it. called Paul Lansky. It's such what a that? it's such a small element of it. What um,
0: is that? What what kind of music is that? I've
1: only ever listened to paul lansky to find that sample oh, okay. and i'm like it's i don't quite understand why that's received um, such traction i'll concede to you here in terms of the um the statistics you've given me like the the rankings of this song overrated oh yeah oh massively overrated um it's got elements that i do really like uh, in, does the line this is really happening? It's kind of like um it's a callback to me to um how to disappear completely, like the I'm not here, this isn't happening. And I think these are little incentives to come and explore and find like an overarching meta narrative.
0: I don't know really where to start on this one. It hurts my head a little bit like trying mm. to think about how to how to uh, encompass what I feel about it. I
1: mean, I suppose it leans so massively on how you feel about the sample and how you feel about the rhythm. Tom's voice carries the melody and there is a melody in there. Oh,
0: there is a melody. You've got to work a little bit to find
1: it. And thematically, uh, there's, there's a bit of climate change in there. You know, the, Big fish eat the little ones.
0: Yeah, the ice age is coming. Ice age coming, and
1: oh, how much of a premonition is that? The ice age coming. Let me hear both sides. That's everyone's criticism of the media today, isn't it? That's uh, people's criticism of the BBC. It's people's <laughs> criticism of Joe Rogan. It's that yeah. yeah. they'll get kind of both sides of the narrative in there, regardless of of whether or not there's a huge disparity in the credibility of the. Um The sides of the argument that they're bringing in, you know they'll bring in like the Lancet on one side of the position and Karen from Facebook on the other side. Mm-hmm. you know it's like the ice age come <laughs> in. let me hear both sides it's it's more poignant what twenty two years on than it was then
0: uh, I, I, the, the other side to that is you listen to this bit now, and I think anybody who's Not on the Radiohead trying, yeah. Uh, Who's who's not anti Radiohead, but even he's undecided. I think if you listen to this bit now, that's like the Radiohead caricature for somebody who wants to take the piss out of him, isn't it? That just that kind of thing with the like. It's oh man, the acclaim that that song has got is absolutely, completely, and categori- categorically wrong. <laughs> it is, it is to claim that that is the eighth best song of the decade. I there's, can't,
1: there's, I can't get on board with that. Uh, I would,
0: I would say there's one, two, three, four, one, there's probably four or five better songs on this album, definitely. Yeah, yeah, on this yeah. album, yeah. I don't think it's bad. And what decade is that? Are they saying the two thousands or the nineties? Because if they say in the nineties, they should go outside and have a serious word with themselves. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely.
1: The nineties <laughs> is the finest decade of music.
0: <laughs> well, if they're saying the two thousands, yeah. they should do the same. But man, I don't know. As I say, it that- depends
1: on where you stand. On was the transition from ninety nine to two thousand the millennium, and was or was the real millennium? The 31st of December 2000, (laughs) yes, the (laughs) answer to that.
0: Well, as I say, Radiohead to me was Pablo Honey, um, The Benz, OK Computer, Idiotech, Finito. That's what Radiohead were for me. So I've gone on this week, listened to those other albums. I will say that How to the Thief, I thought was the better one out of all the ones I listened to.
1: I can see why coming from that position, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. to the face would be the one that uh, that hit you. There, there Probably
0: is an second yeah. best. Yeah,
1: you need to get to In Rainbows.
0: No, I listened to In Rainbow. I did listen to it. I definitely that was the next one I listened to after this because I, f- I forgot that Amnesiac existed. Uh, I listened to In Rainbows. That was the first one I listened to, but yeah, I, I don't know if I was a bit like numb after listening to this. Okay. But, um, yeah, this, this, this was a number one album, both sides of the Atlantic. It was number one for two weeks in the UK. So, that you know, that means it wasn't just the first week bump of the new album by this band. It was like, oh, it followed on for the second week. People were still buying it.
1: Yeah. It if, was, if it was a short-lived phenomenon, you would say, is that a testament to the goodwill that they'd built up over the last two albums?
0: Yeah, and, and it was it was their first number one album in America, That absolutely flabbergasts me. It absolutely flabbergasts me. And, hey, to any American listener out there, I don't mean any ill will from this. But, man, things usually have to be absolutely ladled on with... (laughs) You know, it needs to be piled on the, um, what's the word I'm searching for here, the obviousness of music for it to be number one in America, in my eyes, especially in the year 2000.
1: I'd say that applies almost equally here, in fairness. Here
0: now, yeah. Probably not. I think we were coming out of the whole British guitar music and bands especially then. But 2000 in America, you're right. Literally slap bang in the middle of your new metal Gobblegum Pop, everything, Backstreet Boys. And for Radiohead to have a number one album, I don't know, man, I don't get it. They got the the Grammy Award for the Best Alternative Album, which, hmm, you know.
1: Had your man Usher got his uh, his hooks into the mainstream (laughs) at this point?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I can't remember where he was. Maybe we should do an Usher album next time. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, Idiotech, that song... Not the song Hurts My Head, but me thinking about people saying this is one of the greatest songs of all time hurts my head.
1: Is this your glamorous indie rock and roll?
0: <sighs> it's not, because, I don't know, I think you have an irrational hatred for glamorous <laughs> indie rock and roll. I don't have that for Idiotech. I just don't get it. It's it's not for me. I don't think it's for me. Yeah. <sighs> Shall we move on to the next one?
1: Another one that uh, transitions... Seamlessly into the next track, and they elevate each other.
0: Hey, we heard this before, didn't we? We did. <laughs> Has a kind of a your classic as ripperies of morning bell.
1: It does. Yeah. It's, Not it? as good as this version.
0: No, I think this is probably a little bit better. To be honest, um, the good. You know the music in the background. I like that kind of soft focus. It's very much like uh, like everything in its right place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that kind of soft sounding. Yeah.
1: The melody's genteel, isn't it? And yeah, I think yeah. that that's elevated coming after the comparative intensity of the rhythm mm-hmm, of Videotech mm-hmm. and how one track flows into the other, and that really really lifts it. The lyrical content, it's comparatively benign. It's a bit like no it's a bit surprises. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I take from it, it's it's as, as stark and literal as anything on the album but it's delivered really gently um it's it sounds like a domestic breakup where you did know. you
0: park the car where did
1: you park the car the clothes are on the lawn with the <laughs> yeah. furniture yeah you know. but then it kind of ramps up into it's comparatively everyday but it ramps up into the cut the kids in half
0: yeah i know yeah proper go for it don't it later on yeah.
1: yeah yeah really does and that could be but like, well,
0: do you think that, that-
1: Here it is. Yeah. Um. And I like how it's kind of the the harshness of that part is emphasised by how isolated it is. There's not so so much going on around it musically.
0: Yeah. Actually, like a bit of a a have moment there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um. So if you if you're going through going through a divorce or a breakup or the like, you know, it's it's kind of like. Uh, the clothes are here. Where's the car? It's all very kind of matter of fact, blasé, or maybe even a bit more care around like the material things. Mm.
0: Okay, the, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think we're becoming a victim here, discussing this now, of what Radiohead want for this album?
1: Just delving into it too deep when there was not really that level of introspection intended.
0: Yeah, it just comes Are we
1: thinking about it more than they were?
0: No, well, that's kind of the idea of this podcast anyway, isn't it? You know what I mean, to do that. But especially with this, do you think there's such scarcity of stuff there? Really? I know you'll completely disagree with it because being a big fan, but for me coming into it, I'm thinking... Is the really the meat here, for, for the for the critical acclaim for the whole album? No, mm. yeah.
1: I kind of feel like I'm I've blown my wad early here. No, and no, no, I, I want I've, your input because yeah. that's
0: what I'm trying to get. Yeah. yeah,
1: I feel like I've kind of poured out what I feel works about it early, so I kind of feel like I'm I'm repeating that it works better collectively that it slowly reveals itself over time.
0: This is a complete, and we don't usually do this, but in this record now that we're doing, we're going to do a Foo Fighters album, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And the contrast between the effort that you have to put into or the work that you have to put into uh, this Radiohead album compared to the immediacy of what's on offer from the Foo Fighters album.
1: What do you prefer? I think there's... I think there's. It's going to be a, in both. it's going to be a cop out, but no, there's room for both. Yeah,
0: I, I don't mean which album do you yeah. prefer. You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying yeah. there,
1: yeah? No, there's room for both. It's I suppose. There's if, the fruits
0: of 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 yeah. work.
1: If you're um, if you're a caterer or a chef, and you're going into sort of a town or a village, mm-hmm. and you're opening up an la carte restaurant where you've got three Michelin starred establishments on the high street, you're gonna go bump. But if you're the only chippy in town, you're going to make a killing. Yes. And I think there's sometimes, you know, you just, you want a chippy tea? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I've used that before. Yep. Like, um, you can have a fantastic steak, but sometimes you just want a burger. Yep, it, yeah, definitely. it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that.
1: Horses but, for courses. D-
0: yeah. Music for... Yeah. Different music types for different music yeah. moments.
1: I remember, because... You... Mid-teens to your early 20s, yeah. part of your identities, well, for a lot of people anyway, certainly for us, I would say, is entrenched in your musical palette. Uh-huh. And I just remember getting to about my mid-20s and being in a guy's house who was massively into black metal. Okay. And his lineup of CDs was... Emperor, Burzem, um probably wasn't exactly this. I'm just yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, black yeah. metal bands that I know, Decapitated, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And I just remember saying to him, him just looking at me non plus, saying, What do you put on when you're not in the mood for black metal? <laughs> There's got to be a time.
0: Yeah, well, that's surely there has. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying, like, this, to sit down and listen to this album. As a piece of music and to be lost in your own thoughts or doing it. And a couple of the tracks, as I say, they kind of lend themselves towards your driving thing. Yeah. But as a mainstream, people buying this album and making it number one, do you think that was just sold off the back of the Radiohead name? Probably.
1: Yeah. There's got got to have been a big element of that. They can't have had
0: another number one album in the the US after this. I doubt it very much. Once Burnt. Twice I kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I doubt it very much. I'd be surprised to learn that they'd repeated that commercial success since. But I think this album was... Uh, we, we've discussed the digital element of it. We've discussed the marketing.
0: Do you think that's why it gets a big... From Pitchfork and everything, do you think that's why it gets a big a big yay?
1: Could have been, but really this album was the first step in them like being made men and just yeah. basically doing what they wanted.
0: Oh, I, I, I've... I think that's good for for bands to be at that point where they can just do what they want yep. when they want. Yeah, I'm all on board with that. Um, I imagine the record company when they sat down and got played this, they were thinking, "Fucking hell, singles, we're gonna get out of this." You know what yep. I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very strange that they they always been on the same label.
1: I think did they self release now?
0: I'll, I'll get. I'll bet they do now. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: But well, were they on Parlophone? At this stage?
0: I don't know. That's something I should have really looked at. But um All right, yeah. Hang on, we'll we'll go on to the next track anyway. So we're down to the I don't know, is this this is the last
1: real track, isn't it? It is. Yeah. This I never leave on, it on for the hidden track.
0: On the album, it just plays through, doesn't it? On the C D. Yeah. Yeah, it plays through. It's not a separate track, is it though? No, no, it's nah.
1: there's about a minute to ninety seconds between this track and untitled
0: yes yes untitled now um, what was the track on oh it's exit music for film yep that's what I was thinking of
1: now right the title draws comparisons doesn't it
0: yes it does I'll be completely honest with you this track is something which I think is a major unfulfilled promise this could be an all-timer for me Okay, because I think the first half of it it's the build is there the build's there and I think they should have just thrown away their non-use of guitars or something and it should have had a massive come in you know what I mean
1: that's interesting because post okay computer Back in the days where you go to your dodgy record shops and you get um, bootlegs in the back room, mm. when they re-released the 20th anniversary, OK Computer, when they released Kid Amnesiac, no appeal to me because I've already got all this stuff from, yeah, yeah. from from years and years ago. But as I mentioned earlier, I've got um, a demo of this um, track, and it is Tom with his acoustic guitar, and I would say the best comparison I could draw is it was Damien Rice esque.
0: Okay and yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this
1: album version it really demonstrates how instrumental choices just on their own without changing sort of like the structure the songwriting anything like that can either elevate or dem- diminish a track and change the dynamic and for this I think it elevates the track from what it was in acoustic form but does it but does it
0: have a break in then it doesn't does it it just plays it through as it is now still yeah yeah I mean listen to it. this bit's lovely but it, it's the um, what would be the bridge yeah I'm guessing yeah the song. Th-
1: there's kind of nothing that comes after and it's that and it uh, is a poignant this, final line
0: yeah oh yeah yeah there is yeah um, suicidal thoughts Red wine and sleeping pills. Yeah. Um, see you in the next life, yeah, as you said. It's yeah. an
1: exhausted lament. And again, that kind of meta-narrative and these callbacks I, are there.
0: Literally. Yeah. This bit. This, honestly, I think this is really good. But if you just had that, that extra bit, man. But yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I didn't have to interrupt
1: you there. No, it's it, it kind of feeds into the um, the opening line of Pack Like Sardines, which is the opening track of uh, Amnesiac. It is. The last line here, I'll see you in the next life. And it's a deliberate companion piece because it flows right in with that opening line, after years of waiting, nothing came.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. profound stuff. It is it is profound stuff. Do you think it is? And there's definitely somebody who listens to the podcast and they'll know who they are from me saying this. Do you think that it's the profoundness that plays on it is misguided?
1: Very potentially, yes. It's mm-hmm. so open to interpretation. Yes. Um I'll let this just play. I don't know if for our deliberate themes in this album or if it j- is just a patchwork. I think it's, you know... Oh,
0: I think there's a theme. Yeah. Yeah, I do think because having that album afterwards, they've definitely picked these tracks.
1: There, I- there
0: is. To to, to to go, yeah.
1: But I think there's also the scope to derive your own theories from it.
0: Yeah, and I would say that's kind of what they want.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd agree.
0: There's got to be that certain... <laughs> Ambiguity, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which uh, the band themselves would want people to do. This again now, this track is, it's like Tree Fingers Part 2, isn't it? Yeah, it's It's needless. It's the end of this act. Yeah. Maybe Tree Fingers is the end of the first act. Could be. Yeah, this is the end of the second act. Um, it's rather interestingly, the, you know, Apple sometimes goes into a random song next. Of, yeah. Oh, this is like it. Uh, 33 by The Smashing Pumpkins. Is okay. This is an extract that it throws up. Um,
1: How well it knows us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the album was number one, in addition to us saying about the US and the UK, it was number one in Canada, France, obviously New Zealand, because as we've established, every album goes to number one in New Zealand. Uh, and then it was top five in another 11 countries or so. The last gig radio had played was August 2018. Does that make sense? It's the last gig I could find online okay. for them. That, that, from... l- that seems a long time ago. I
1: suppose if you take out that if they maybe had a natural break after that, they everybody's had two years where they can't do anything. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, actually, I always forget about that, yeah. Um. The last gig they played, um, "Kid I," everything in its right place, um, "Optimistic," "Idiotech," "How to Disappear Completely." Um, two encores at shows.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. The time I saw them, they finished the first encore with everything in its right place.
0: Uh yeah that look yeah that that seems the gig that I yeah that that gig um idiotic and head to disappear completely are the ninth and 10th most played songs live
1: ever I think they play um they didn't lean hit into this album much at all uh, the last time they played glastonbury which that must have been 18
0: uh yeah i think i saw that you
1: yeah. want to watch some of it? Yeah, they barely touched this album. They barely touched the bends.
0: Playing new stuff off new albums.
1: Just fucking play Creep. Do people say that?
0: Play Creep.
1: They played Creep. Yeah, they did play Creep. <laughs> <They> play Creep. <laughs> I saw some footage of a um, a festival. I think it was in Portugal. I could I've got this wrong, but they opened with "Creep," so it's just like, okay, they want it. Let's get it out of the way, then we can crack on with the stuff that we want to do.
0: That's such a um, yeah, that's such a radio in move, though. Yep. I would think, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'd think that they'd play just an acoustic version of it as well, just a really low key, yeah, a really low, low for a low tempo version of it. Um, okay, so we've gone through "Kid I." it's a real strange one for me to to sum up because I do think there's some really I think there's some good stuff on there I do Um I think I, I, I don't know where you sit on this I can't remember where you where you said where you said you sat on this but I think it's an inferior album to OK Computer agreed yeah Um for the other stuff I listen to as I said I think there's like Albums that come after this, which I've preferred. But I can kind of see where they what they were going for. Well, I think I can see what they were going for yeah. on this album. Uh, I think they were after a complete change of sound, or at least Tom was reading on. It's him, really, driving this change of sound. Yeah, I think the rest of the band would have been completely happy to carry on and do their stuff, as we I think we've alluded
1: to. Maybe with the exception of Johnny Greenwood, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. He kind of became the multi, multi-instrumentalist, multi didn't he? Yes. Yeah, where does it sit
0: on the official Stuart Boyd pantheon of Radiohead albums?
1: Um, One of the things... This I'll... is the question
0: from our man yep. earlier. <laughs> yes. okay. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I would say, and I might need to qualify this statement if it doesn't make any sense, it's the best, third best album that any artist has ever made.
0: The best third best, yeah.
1: If you rank every artist's discography <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, if you take all the threes across the piece, yeah. the album in albums in the third place, yeah. this is the best one out of all of them. Um,
0: not wanting it, to be a basic bitch, but um, I'd say what's the story, Morning Glory is like the, the best third best album, okay. By <laughs> And I've got one for you on that, but yeah, carry okay. on. Okay, yeah. what
1: what would be your one and two above Morning Glory, out of interest?
0: Oh, my really, favourite, oh, I'd stop and now. Okay. Completely, and like, um, definitely my vote would be second. All <laughs> right. <Yeah.
1: Okay. laughs> be here now. Hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, come, come, for, come for the Sean and Brett um, ongoing argument. Stay for the hot takes. Radio um... Radiohead, um well, one, two, three yeah. would be. Well, my one, two, three, four would be. Okay, computer one. Mm. But that would still. We, we said oh, that, yeah. didn't we? I think we did Definitely. ask you that before. Yeah.
0: God, God, what was his name, Jackson? You should have known that. I'm sure I asked you that before. Yeah.
1: In Rainbows, two. Yeah. Kid A, three. Yeah. The bends at four.
0: Okay. So you don't think they've like topped anything since In Rainbows.
1: It's two albums since in Rainbows. There's only um, two since in Rainbows. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I would question whether they've got another in Rainbows in them at this point. Oh, would you Yeah.
0: I mean how far are we down the line now with Radiohead?
1: It's gotta be 30 it's thirty years. Yeah. Um... And in fairness, who's making who's producing anything on a pole with their best work thirty years deep?
0: Oh, nobody is? No, nobody is. Nobody's doing that now. Um,
1: Did Springsteen maybe pull anything out at random?
0: I heard something on a podcast once, and it said, for them, they were like, no band should do more than four albums. Okay. (laughs) That was like, they were like, no band should do more than four albums, and Mm -hmm. that's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think you could probably apply that a lot of times, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. There's (laughs)
1: less exceptions to the rule than too applies to art.
0: so what we do in summing up here on this here podcast is we give an album a grade um
1: as you've been more generous to this album than I expected mm. would you like to give me your thoughts
0: yes I'll go first um Summing it up I think there's four good tracks on this like good like yeah completely um, give me your four um, everything in its right place how to disappear completely um, uh, optimistic um, National Anthem's like half a good song it is it and is. motion picture soundtrack is half yeah, a good song I
1: really lament um, National Anthem because I think if I if they elevate that and take it somewhere else, rather than where they go with the jazz breakdown, like you said, you wanted mm. motion picture soundtracks to go somewhere mm. else. I think they've got an all timer on their hands there. But
0: I, th- I think the motion it, picture as well could yep. be, could be that. Yeah, unrealised potential. Uh, yeah, um, ten tracks. I think you've got three, maybe four. Which, man, I. And I always think, when I, when I give these grades, am I going to go back and listen to this album again? Or am I going to listen to it at some point? And I tell you what, doing these episodes, it's very rare that I've gone back to the albums because I've listened so much, getting notes and bits and pieces. I don't know if I'm being generous or I'm being harsh here, but thinking about what I've given before, <laughs> not stringing this out to say it, I think... D.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> um, D plus, maybe. Um, uh, I'm caught there. I can't. The stuff that would give them Cs to are better albums, overall things, even though they might have highs or lows. That first album, did, did did I give it a C? You or did. A C minus.
1: You gave it a C. I gave it a D plus.
0: I think there's more so ugh, this, this Radiohead album for me it suffers because there's not songs I think there's ideas and I don't think they're fully fleshed out in a lot of times but I think that's by
1: design it is by design and I
0: um, that, and that may be I'm not, not di- to my taste yeah
1: I'm not disagreeing with that um, yeah. that synopsis I think that's uh, yeah there's a great deal of truth in Quite there hit me with that heavy um, eye. <laughs> it could have easily been more palatable so it's definitely a conscious choice to be challenging i think if you wanted to make that palatable album you could take out the title track you could take out tree fingers you could add something like uh like spinning plates or i might be wrong from the same sessions in terms of a grade um given the low lights as standalones so again kind of how impenetrable um kid a is the second half of national anthem um being a bit of a wasted opportunity again tree fingers um given that we talked a bit about the two or three instances of dirt that weren't up to the standard of the rest of the album mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to in good faith give it a higher mark than I gave dirt which mm-hmm. I gave a b plus so I'm gonna match that with this and go b plus
0: okay yeah that's, that's fair to us it's it's it, you know it is, it, it's it tastes and what you like in it, yeah. it it is at the end of the day I think in my music I probably need it not need it to be layered on a bit more but I like a bit of immediacy. So. Yeah, I think everybody does. I think I everyone think does. Yeah. And as we said sometimes
1: sometimes you need it. Well, this is it. Um you can't really I suppose it speaks to our time of life and mindsets but and myriad of other factors but we're not really that free to invest in mm-hmm. music anymore. I mean really when I invest in time in something it's when I do Musically, it's when I do this, when I'm sitting here with you mm. in the weeks before. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, I invest yeah. in something because I've got something to aim at.
0: I think we, something we've touched on before is you know, when you were younger and you had a, a finite amount of money that you could yeah, definitely. spend on an album. Absolutely. I think if I would have gone to um, 2000, is our price still around in 2000?
1: Is it? Uh, Might have yeah, just well, gone.
0: Whatever. If I would have gone to HMV in 2000 yeah. and I would have laid down my over a tenor for kid I, and I would've got it home and I would have listened to it straight away I would have thought no, nah, man, don't want, I want my money back. You'd have been back with
1: the receipt in yeah. hand.
0: I I do think repeated listens bear fruit and I think you get a little bit more out of it then. But um but yeah, you know, it ain't shit. It's not it's not shit.
1: By that same token if you've laid your fifteen quid down, do you give something more time um oh. and, and give it that um I suppose you want it to be good, don't you, when you've made that investment? Whereas if you stream something now and you talk about immediacy, if you stream something for the first time, you've got basically the entirety of recorded history there for your tenor a month. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's less incentive for you to stay with it and you'll move on to a safer bet or something else new.
0: My story that I always give for this is I, in the the heady days of music piracy, (laughs) I burnt a copy of the Killers album that had got Human on. Yep. I think it's their third studio album. And I was in my truck, I was driving down the M54, and I listened to the album, and I got to about track seven, and I took the CD out of the thing, and I fucked it off out the window, (laughs) and I've never listened to the album ever again. (laughs) I was that distraught, I just tossed it out of the window, going down the motorway. Um, Yeah, so yeah, I suppose that's the difference from now till then. And on that note, <laughs> do you have a song to play out, Mr. Stuart Boy? I
1: do. I do. Um, mentioned him earlier. Um, this is the first uh, time we've convened since the tragic passing of Mark Lanagan. Long-time listeners. How old um, was I? 56, maybe? No age again, No age. It? No age yeah. again. Yeah. Long-time listeners know of my affinity for the 90s Seattle scene. Yeah. Mm. Um, He's got a rich catalogue to pick from. Um, Big collaborator. I want to go with a track from his Tom with the Mark Lanigan band. Um, It's called Harbourview Hospital.
0: Different sorts of music, isn't
1: there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there was uh, an electronic element to this album, actually mm. uh, Blues Funeral. Um, yeah. I'm hearing um, that there, yeah. Definitely. Um, down here, yeah. Go down the uh, Ladigan rabbit hole. Oh, I'd implore anybody out there. There's, of course, there's a lot to get through. There's to, a lot to, to get, get through. through there. Yeah. God, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear that, can't you? You'll listen to nobody else all year.
0: <laughs> There's enough to keep you going. There's enough to keep you going. <laughs> Alright. Dukeboxpot uh, at gmail.com. Follow on the Facebooks, on the Instagrams, not on the Snappy Chatties. Mr. Stuart Boyd, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, maybe we'll do another Radiohead album one day. <laughs> like a three Pete even though I think there might be another band who might do that before then but yeah uh, thank you very much guys for listening I hope you have enjoyed that and I'll be back with somebody new in two weeks time get some feedback in man let's have some reviews and stuff
1: and thanks to Jackson
0: yeah cheers <laughs> Jackson big up the Canada massive
1: absolutely <laughs> I'm in the right.